This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Welcome to this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And we are not alone. Today we have with us the wonderful, the fantastic Guy Horn. The crowd goes wild. Woo! So hi. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand over to you to explain exactly who you are and what you do uh, in property. So, Guy, who are you? Sure, I'm Guy Horn and I'm a property investor. We focus on affordable housing. Amazing. Yeah. Is that is that it? Is that where you are? Just it done? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like work-wise, you know, f- focusing on affordable housing, personal-wise, um, you know, just trying to keep it real, trying to, trying to be humble. And so be you're basically the real humble affordable housing guy. Yeah, the, the RHAG is what they call me on street. Yeah. Okay, that's what, we heard. that's what we heard. So you said we. Who's we? Uh, we've got a great team. So there's like forty of us. Um, yeah. I founded the business with my good friend David, and um, yeah, we've kind of gone from strength to strength over the last six years. There's like 40, 45 people. Two offices, Manchester and London, opening Leeds, Leeds, Leeds next week, just Woo. in time for Christmas. Nice. Uh, so yeah, good, really good squad, growing all the time. Fantastic. And and what type of affordable housing are we talking about? Um, are, you, are you building, developing, buying, renting? What, how does it work from your perspective? Uh, we we do a bit of everything. Our focus is really on investments. It's all about uh, understanding the needs of, of the individuals. And you know, there's obviously over a million people on the housing waiting list. So the whole time there's, there's such huge demand for this. We're, we're acquiring units that are kind of demand driven by them and the local authorities. And then we go and we raise institutional capital and deploy it into really good homes for people. When you say institutional capital, define that. Uh, We're talking uh, REITs, um, family offices, pension funds, insurance funds. Yeah. Portfolios of anything from kind of 10 to 100 million. um, And they might, yeah, they'll they'll look for long-term income. yeah gotcha yeah cool and so in terms of your role in the business like where do you see yourself because you and david have got the business together like what's are you the front man are you the like how does it work yeah i'm I'm the front man you're the face you're you're, you're, you're the uh, the front of the pantomime horse and david's the the yeah exactly the the puppet at the front and then kind of like he's kind of got the he's got his hand in my in the glove and kind of just making sure that everything works and ticks over well brilliant i'll I'll go and raise the money i'll uh try and you know drive the strategy drive the inspo um do a lot of the hiring um a lot of the strategizing thinking about new products new directions to the business new partnerships love me a good partnership (laughs) that kind of thing cool it's very specific i mean it's a very socially responsible message in property which obviously we is in such great need but you know, also, I think comes normally from a much more personal vocation. Was it something personal in you that kind of? Yeah, a a little bit. I'd say, you know, originally we got started in property, the two of us with with 20 grand each. And as a result, 
you know, we ended up buying a, a property that, that could only really be tenanted by social housing. I think if you if you gave us a blank check day one, six and a half years ago, kind of coming out of uni, what would we have done? We, we might have said, oh, let's go and do some nice, big, shiny apartments, developments and nice luxury swimming pool, tennis court, you know, or paddle tennis in our case is the game that we like to play. And, you know, that, that's probably what you would have done. But because of the fact that we didn't really have much money, you know, we we basically saved money the last few years working together, actually. Then this is kind of what we invested in. Um, and as a result, we kind of we were like, actually, there's a really big market here, a really big need here. And then once you start doing the first two or three, you're like, wow, we're actually helping people. And we're, we can see that families who would have otherwise been homeless and now actually having access to a safe home and a comfortable home and then that's actually that's probably really what gets you out of bed in the morning rather than just kind of making a few quid but in the beginning it wasn't that it was like we've got we've, we've not really got too much money where can we you know and we want to get into property this is the this is the only thing we can do mm. wow, and do you guys look after the tenants as well when they're in the houses or are you literally just do you hand that over to somebody else so it totally depends. I mean, we've 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 invested now about four 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 and a half thousand units. Um, so I'd say out of those, we probably still manage or or have some form of management over about ten percent of them. But the majority are kind of you know with local authorities, with housing partners, uh, and and they manage them. And you know that, that's what they're really good at. So we're very good at, at finding great partners, and we're very lucky that we have done over the last kind of four or five years, especially develop some great partnerships in, in the in the space they do a phenomenal phenomenal job of like rehabilitating supporting these people into independent pathways um which makes our life a lot easier and it means that we can focus on the property side making sure that it's nice and sparkly for them to move to move into and move their residents into mm, that's great nice. yeah yeah i love it it's just like, like a like a long lease option that you do with people or is it um yeah yeah that's sometimes yeah so i'd say i'd say sometimes yes sometimes no it, it very much we're very much demand driven so yeah. if we can go and um and source demand from local authorities and from housing providers and they say we need this property over the long term um what we'll do is we'll set the rent at an affordable level ensuring that it's affordable for the housing provider and the local authority and then they'll sign up to a long lease because it gives them security over the property for the long term means that they can you know support the the individual in there through the next kind of anything from the next two to 25 years let's say and then there's other times where it's uh, a for, you know typical kind of new build section 106 affordable housing where that might just be you know it might just be a 12 24 month ast these are people who you know that they're, they're using this as the next step they might be in work they don't really need any support uh, they might be key workers we're doing a lot of key worker housing and then that you know they might rent the property for a couple of years, two to five years, and then they might look to go and buy something themselves. So it's kind of we're very flexible, very much flexible to the needs of the individuals and the residents who'll be living in our properties. Nice. Mm. Oh. Very interesting. Yeah, really exciting. Cool. It's quite diverse as well, because social housing is it's such a broad umbrella, isn't it? There's so much that actually sits underneath it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we the the key the key thing is 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 trying i mean i feel like when you when you can work for someone like us you almost need a dictionary on day one because like the social housing is affordable housing the supported housing is like yeah. you need a whole glossary 
yeah. we try and distill it and keep it as simple as possible our message ultimately is to try and is to enable people to live fulfilled lives in their communities and however we do that is is you know by the provision of affordable housing and it's whether they need support whether they don't need support you know we do shared ownership which you know for those who are not familiar it's kind of a part by part rent tenure which allows people affordable access to home ownership so it's all about trying to increase the supply of affordable housing Mm, good on you that's great yeah it's quite evolved quite quickly hasn't it your business so when did you say you started yeah we we really got moving like the middle of 2015 and now it's obviously back in 2020 well early yeah back in 2021 um early 2022 yeah and um and yeah so i guess over the last kind of six and a half years it's really involved and Mainly it's been the fact that we've been very open to change, very open to disrupting ourselves. Uh, if things are going well, we keep pressing on with it. But if new ideas come up, we don't neglect the original things. We keep pressing on with the original things. But we've been very bullish and not scared of hiring people and hiring teams to say, hey, take over what we're already doing. And then let's bring in a new team to then to then start looking at the new stuff or the old team comes to look at the new stuff and bring, you know, vice versa. So we're not scared of bringing in new products, trying new things. And um, we'll always kind of test something out. And as long as it kind of fits what we're about, then then we're kind of happy doing that. Good on you. I love it. Really, really good. Oh, and congratulations as well. It sounds like it's going really, really well. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's good. So a question we always ask our guests when they come on is, uh, what does the human side of property mean to you? Um, I think you've probably started to answer that. If you were to distill it down, what would you say that is? I think it's, it's having a, you know, a home you know it's a place that you can call home that you know it's safe it's comfortable it's high quality if you need the support when you're there you get the support when you're there but it it's the same way as that feeling that i'd get when you go back to your parents house and and it's like okay i know where i live here i know where i grew up i know where the post office is i know where the supermarket is it's it's that's the human side of property is the really feeling that when you walk in you close the door the heating's on you kick back on the sofa and it's like it's that ah oh, the, the, the exhale at the end of the day yeah your home you're in familiar territory yeah. Mm, well, yeah there's lots of things in that isn't there there's sort of like that feeling of safety and security that you just mentioned but then there's also that sense of community and familiarity so mm. yeah it's, it's a lot of stuff going on there um which is essentially what home well. is yeah oh, yes yeah yeah you know, yeah. no one wants to feel like, oh God, like my, my tenancy's up next week and they're going to kick me out and I've got to start looking. Suddenly you spend your life looking for your next property when actually you want to live in the moment, you want to live in the present and kind of be, okay, this is where I live and I'm comfortable and I've got ownership over that. So it's, yeah, it's super important. Mm. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it is. It's, some people say that, that getting into the social housing market is difficult to get into. There's a lot, like you say, there are, number one, there's a lot of terminology. There are lots of different spaces that you could be involved in. Like, have you found that difficult to navigate your way through that or has it been okay? We've been very fortunate. We started probably right at the beginning when this wave, when this wave really started. Like, we started seeing some proper capital come into the space in 2016. Um like institutional capital REITs uh, being listed, real estate investment trusts uh, being listed. The first couple were kind of listed around then. So we we were very lucky that we were we were there right at the beginning, despite it only being a few years ago. Um, so it it was you know I would say it's more you know 
there's a lot of regulation of course there's a lot of regulation and i think there has to be when you're dealing with vulnerable people uh, and you're dealing with government be it local or central government there has to be regulation so you know it, it's a case of you have to be prepared for that but i still think there's a big opportunity for the the small developer the, the family developer to um to get in and and develop high quality accommodation that is put you know that, that can then be used for for um affordable housing so I, I think that it's it's a case of just finding where it works you know what part of the ecosystem works for you um you know whether it's on the development side or or do you have an interest in supporting people and and helping manage you know the individuals who are living in there and therefore do you want to go into that aspect so i think that there's a there's a really big ecosystem that grows all the time and it's a case of deciding actually where do i want to add value what calls to me to to be part of the great great enterprise mm -hmm. That's great. and do you see i mean obviously you had a vision for the business when you started it out the pair of you has it evolved in line with that vision or has it gone somewhere completely different um it's i don't know what the vision was in the beginning so now, <laughs> i think we were you know we were trading we were seriously just trading in the beginning and then it was like an opportunity to create a business and then it's like okay what does that what does that business look like where do you want that business to go to and what we've ended up with really interestingly as part of the group is we've got you know a number of different platforms in the group kind of all each with an individual vision right now but you know, I'd be I'd be absolutely lying through my teeth at you, which I wouldn't want to do no. if I was to sit here and say six and a half years ago this was the vision. You know, we knew we were going to deploy half a billion pounds into affordable housing over the next five years. I'd just be lying to you. So, you know, it's it's really evolved, and and you know, our mentality's evolved, of course, and and you know, having the right people around us, the right people in the business, and the right people to kind of float ideas against and and. Um, and learn from their experience has been really probably key to to the way that we've grown our mindset as well. You know, surrounding what do they say? You the products the five people you spend the most time with. So you three should basically be each other. Oh, <laughs> and too much time with these stinky boys. Quite honestly, guy. I mean, it's hey. a, a curse, babe. It's a curse. <laughs> and if you would say there was um, like a a top vision that you've got for twenty twenty two given that we're at the beginning of the year now, um, yeah. where, where are you going? Where are you headed? I, so so we've got this thing, it's Project 2000, um, which is the idea that we can deliver 2,000 affordable homes. Um, is that build, building them? It's it's investing in them. Um, so either buying them from house builders, buying them from the market and, and kind of repurposing them as affordable housing. Um, so that was actually an initiative that we kind of launched like an like an April to April initiative, so that's kind of keep us keeping us going for the first third of the year, and then you know past that there's no reason why next year you know or for the for the following twelve months from April that we we don't go to a project five thousand. I think that would be what I'd like to do now is say okay because we'll probably that two thousand will be we'll probably will get to about two and a half thousand, and then I think from yeah for twenty twenty two twenty three season is going to be project five thousand. Oh, so project 5000 it's so, so, sounds so futuristic isn't it like get your lightsaber out yeah <laughs> and i also just appreciate your use of the word deploy so i'm watching money heist at the moment and everything's right. about deploying things and i just yeah that's a good word so well done keep using it i don't know why it's resonating i'm enjoying this uh, yeah deploy keep, keep yeah. deploying how many points is that on scrabble 
Oh, actually, good question. I don't know. I don't play it enough. I don't know the scores of the letters. So. The listeners should write in how many. Yeah. On <laughs> First one to do it wins the prize. <laughs> well, I can find out right now. <laughs> and what, what is that prize, guy? What, um, <laughs> what, what are they going to be doing? Are you taking them out? It's a free copy of the next level landlord. <laughs> oh, you don't want to read that, Bilge. No. <laughs> it's a signed copy. Uh, <laughs> a signed copy from good. all of us, from all of yeah. us. Even we'll just like appropriate Matt's book. We'll just like. <laughs> I'm glad you asked Matt. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Well, I, I, I think we're going to send someone your way so that so you can take them out for a nice dinner. Where are you based? Are you based up in Manchester by any chance? Uh, no, so I, I moved down to London about a year ago. Uh, we're we're opening yeah. office here in the new year. Um, so yeah, I'm based in well, the offices in Soho. Oh, nice. Good. Where are you guys? So I'm. So Niall and I are both London-based. I'm in southwest London. He's in southeast London, and Matt is um, on the south coast. South, yeah, south coast. Yeah, how do you think about that? Yes, yeah. definitely south on the seaside. Yes, I do seaside the seaside. Yes, and you know, I was thinking the other day we haven't been interrupted by seagulls for a little while, um, and I hadn't realised that they might actually be quite seasonal. Seasonal seagulls. Yeah. <laughs> Not, when we record in the summer, literally we're, we're battling because I'm about a two minute walk from the from the seafront. Uh, we're battling with the sea seagulls, and occasionally you just hear the like the stomp 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 of them on the on the roof because we're in in the attic. Our, our office is in the attic of the building, so um, yeah. Where on the where on the coast are you? Uh, Worthing. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, like west yeah. of Brighton, right? And who... Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. It's the new hip, the new hippie place. Hippie. Not hippie, new hip place of the South Coast. Oh, that's at least what you keep telling everyone, but I've never heard it from anybody else yet. It's also the retirement capital. It's also exactly. the retirement village of, of, of the South Coast. So it's, uh, yeah, it's got, it's, yeah, it's got a bit in the middle. I think when people get to the age of about 40, they move. <laughs> and yeah. they come back when they're like 70. Don't know where <laughs> they're going. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I've only just moved here. <laughs> bringing the age demographic down that's what you're doing you're just trying to you're the hip you're the new hip of of, of wedding that's like although we, we went out for my birthday and we went to this place um on the seafront called the old bike shed and uh, they had jazz bit jazz playing and uh it was really cool it was like um yeah full of younger families um people that looked like they had pretty much moved from brighton about a week ago um <laughs> hair down to here and you know, beards down to here and uh, it was quite it's quite funny um to, to watch but they gave us free food free mince pies oh nice oh, and beer was cheap it's amazing everyone likes a free mince pie mm-hmm well, you say this, but I was up in Birmingham the other day at a public speaking gig and I saw I was taken in by the lure of this mince pie. It was my first one of the season. Right. So I got all excited. Can I tell you something? It was about a centimetre deep. I was robbed of filling like it was like some diet mince pie. I'm like, oh, who's who's serving this crap? Oh, rookie error. Who, look, look, didn't turn off his notifications. <laughs> That's yeah. right. We'll forgive you. We'll let you off. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, from mince pies on to um, yeah, question. Yeah. yeah. Do, you have, do you have a question for us? Um. Yeah. It was. It was. How do you remember to turn your phone off when you were going to this meeting? Now? Um, 
it's actually you know what, i'm gonna the question i'm gonna ask is is being prompted again by um by matt's book and i guess if if you could recommend one book, I think that um, I think books are just such a great way to for us not to not only to learn, but also I love giving books as presents um, and obviously coming back out of the giving season. Um, it'd be interesting to know what. Um, well, actually, yeah, I'm going to change it now. It's what's the best present you've ever received? Oh, hang on. There's just loads of questions going on there. Um, so so it doesn't have to be a book. It could just be any present. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was going to be what book would you recommend? But actually, it's what's the best ever present you've received? Oh, ever present that I received. Oh, Matt, you're going to take donkeys to answer this, aren't you? This is going to require you to go deep, I think. If someone bought oh, a whiteboard. The what? A whiteboard? <laughs> Yeah. Love a whiteboard. You do love a whiteboard. It's quite irritating. Okay, right. <clears throat> Let's go and hmm, I, I love I love presents. Just throwing that out there. If anyone wants to, you know, send some my way, keep them coming, we'll guys. Keep them coming. Yeah. Uh that, that that's a tricky one. What has been my best present? I'd have to list a few presents I've received recently. Um, mm. I I know two. I know two, but they're yeah. No. I'll let you boys answer first. I think my, my favourite present I've had recently was was because well, I'm going through a bit of a, a reignition of love of Lego. Wow. I know. Uh, it all started with buying a Lego piano, which was like 3,600 pieces. Um, and it's um, subsequently led into a few other things, including um, the birthday present, which was Lego, a couple of birthday presents, which were Lego. And... and uh, have you told all your, um, your new Worthing friends about this? Um, yeah, some of them. Some of them, yeah. Yeah. There's a ma- massive Instagram um, uh, Lego tribe on there. It's quite funny. Lego really? community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love Amazing that. things you can do with Lego. So, so that, that's so I have had some good Lego presents um, of, mm-hmm. of recent. Um, beyond that, uh, I got a flying lesson as my wedding present from my now wife a few months ago. Um um, yet to partake and waiting for the the um, weather to get a little bit better. <laughs> so Sorry, a few months ago, it was like a couple of weeks ago. Like, <laughs> well, we're now uh, in January. We're now in January, so it's a good. Oh, time. okay. So yeah, well, it's perfectly it's obvious. Time of recording oh, this yeah. is December. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Don't tell, them. Don't tell them it's December. Uh, January. It's January. The January. Yeah. Twenty twenty two. God. Yeah. My yeah. Head you know, Carry on. Yeah. So, so in terms of, of uh, best presents, I have received some good books though. Um, I always, I give a lot of books away. Mainly that one sitting behind me. <laughs> so people. Yes, want which now I was whinging about the other day because you gave him so many, he literally struggled to get it to Brighton Station. Like he was literally lugging a suitcase up a hill, just going, "Matt's giving me so many of his bloody books." Huh? I gave you ten. That was it. He's only little. Give him a break. I was little, I'm little and I was hungover. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> we were all hungover that day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, 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 if anyone wants a copy of my book, then just send us an email. I'll post you one for free. Um, oh. Yeah. Because we're going to need to get rid of them all before the second edition comes out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I'm going to move on from now because um, I'm going to keep mulling over and see if I, if I can think of a better present. But I, I, think i'm quite happy with um the level of present that i'm receiving at the moment experiences i like experiences mm. Mm. yeah uh, i think for me um it was probably a ring that my partner bought me for our civil partnership 
because um, it was the detail and the thought that went into the intricacy and the little designs and everything that was on the ring. That was, yeah, that, that was probably the best present I've received. Um, uh, he is really good at buying presents for me anyway. But I think that one tops the list of them all. Um, other than that, books-wise, I would say probably Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Oh, my one. That's probably one of my favorite books. That It wasn't necessarily a present, but it was recommended to me. So I consider the recommendation a present of, uh, of that type of book because before I started investing in property and focusing on mindset and personal growth, it was never really something that I did a lot of before. Uh, whereas reading that book, and it's, it's, it's a book that you need to study rather than just read um, because, it's, because of the, the way it is written and the information that's held within it. And takes quite a while to digest it all. Grow rich. Thinking grow rich. rich. It was written in 1937. It's 15 chapters and 238 pages. Random fact. Yeah, it's amazing. There it is. You got your uh, your notebook in there as well. Yeah, my notes in there as well. It's never too far away from me. <laughs> it's really cool. I love that book. Yeah, it's um, I'd definitely second that. Yeah, amazing. Um. Okay, my gift, do you know what? Mine's a bit of jewellery as well. Um, and it's, I've got something, I love gifts. Do you, um, Guy, do you know your love language? You know, there's five different love languages. Do you know which one yours oh, is? You've known me for half an hour and you know that I know them. <laughs> <laughs> my, yeah, mine is, uh, mine's physical touch and quality yeah. time. Quality time and physical touch. Yeah, yeah. one yeah. about you. So um, mine's actually um, words of affirmation and gifts, which I was really, I struggled with when I sort of found that out because I thought, oh, you know, that's materialistic. That's not, but it's it's that two-way thing. You show love through giving gifts because it's the mm -hmm. thought, isn't it, behind it? But that's also the way you feel love when somebody has put thought behind the gift, regardless of what the gift is. But um, so yeah, big presence is just like my big thing. So the first thing that came to he my head when you said it was this fish tank that I got when I was like, oh, I would have been about 10, I think. My mum bought me a tropical fish tank. I just used to sit there, look at your tropical fish for hours and hours and hours and hours. And it was really cool lighting. It made my bedroom look really cool when I was a kid. That was the first thing. The second thing was actually this necklace I've got around my, my neck here. So I turned 40 in May and last year. And um, one of my close friends who's in property, kind of doing a similar thing to you, a smaller scale at the moment, but kind of looking to head in a similar direction to you, Max Rayner, he bought me this because I just launched a business called Joe Lightfoot Perform All You Are using a rainbow framework. And he bought me this silver rainbow with my initial on it. What's brilliant about it, though, is it was a girl that he used to date on Hinge that he got to make it for me. So he leveraged his contacts, even though they're not dating anymore. He actually did that, which I just think is an excellent story behind any gift if you've got a dating story behind it. And it just means so much to me because if I'm I do a lot of public speaking. So it's something that, you know, it's tangible that you can hold. It's near your chest. It's near your heart. So it just re really meant a lot to me. Um, and bookwise, yeah, I second what Niall said, think and grow rich, but specifically, and I talk on this a lot, is chapter 11, which is um, sex transmutation and how people who are successful, the way they differentiate themselves from the average person is that they channel their natural sexual energy that they have as human beings into their business endeavors and that drives their business faster. There's a lot more science to it than that. But yeah, it was a, it was a chapter that really, really captivated me. So I use that in my teaching. Wow. That's that's very interesting. I look forward to reading that. 
It's a really great book. Yeah, honestly, um, a lot of principles that you'll be familiar with because it's kind of like the backbone of business, you know, leverage, mastermind groups, networking, all of that kind of stuff. But it's um, it goes deeper than that. It goes quite personal. And for a 1937, it's a book well ahead of its time. So, yeah, it's just got a very male slant on it. You know, men this, men that. But if you just, you know, if you forgive him, it was 1937. We'll let Napoleon off. It's cool. I wonder if there's a, um, a, a female equivalent version where you could um, just change all the language. <laughs> I wonder. It's really funny. I was reading a quote from it the other night when I was um, speaking in Bromley. And the, 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 yeah, I could see all the women in the audience were just twitching because it kept saying men, this, men, that. And I just like in the middle of it, I just caveated it with like, ladies, it's you too. Don't stress. Like this is everybody. And everyone was all like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back to actually listening to what you're saying again rather than just thinking about the fact that you said men only yeah because you can see it can't you when someone loses yeah, yeah. you lose them because yeah. they've just gone yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, there's nothing you can do yeah <laughs> just let like, let's just deal with it <laughs> yeah great question love that mm. that was really cool what did, um what did you yeah what's your greatest gift what's the best thing you've ever received did you tell us you didn't did you I didn't know um I got a really great gift though uh, about a year or two ago from my mum. So I'm, I'm love to play guitar and like to sing and songwrite when I'm hanging out at home or wherever or on the road. And um, I'm a big Oasis fan. Oh. Um, so obviously for Liam and Noel, who'll definitely be listening. Um, and big the, fans, big Property Jam fans. Yeah. The guitar that they used in Wonderwall, um, I think, is like a Japanese guitar and kind of the same make it's really rare it's like obviously like 20 plus years now uh, and you can see it in the um you can see it in the music video uh so anyway so I, so I got given that it's like a jumbo guitar it's got this amazing resonance and it's like it's almost like it's plugged into a speaker when you're playing it it's just absolutely wow cool. that's really cool that's so personal yeah. as well isn't it pride of place on the wall yeah nice cool yeah it's good very cool um, and book what's your book Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to go for one that I've recently read, um, which is Joe Dispenza, Power of Placebo, um, just because I think that that's just really great about your mindset. And then almost once you can once you can channel that mindset of, you know, understanding that you're was it you're like essentially you can create your own reality. And then once you can create your own reality, then you can do whatever you want with that. So it's almost like it's a great tool to then unlock all the other amazing things that you can then read about and then bring into your life. Oh, great. I like that. What was it called again? Uh, the Power of the Placebo, I think, by Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza. It's essentially, like, it's about how me meditation, um, you know, can, can be used to influence your life and, and how, obviously, the placebo is a real thing and how, the, you know, the placebo effect is essentially making your mind think that something is happening will create your body and your reality to react to what's just in your mind. Essentially. Mm. Yeah. I love a good book recommendation. So yeah, thank you. I have a couple of Joe Dispenza books as well. If you don't, if you haven't read any of them, I can lend you. I haven't. Yeah, so yeah, do. I actually went. I actually, I actually saw Joe Dispenza um, speak. I went to Munich for a conference. I think he was doing a three-day. Um, lots of he, he he monologues for a very long time. He just keeps rattling off. His uh, I swear he must be somewhat 
um, kind of on the autistic spectrum because of just the way his brain works. Um, and literally just spoke for about two hours without repeating words, you know, to keep him going. And it just all this information just rattled off his tongue. And then we were doing like guided meditations and all sorts of stuff. And there was one moment where he, he basically was saying, you can bring, you, know, you can bring yourself to excitement through the way that you just manifest essentially an orgasm. Um, Things sex transmutation. I'm telling you, it's a vibe. Yeah, exactly. You know, I does this is what it kind of re- reminded me. And um, yeah, yeah, there were some people there like, like me who'd never done it before. We're trying it. I'm just like, yeah, I really want this to work, but it's not working. At all. <laughs> you're not talking about um, orgasms. Are you please tell me you're not talking about orgasms. You weren't sitting in the middle of a conference trying to have an orgasm. You're talking about this thing that he was trying to get you to achieve um yeah you basically yes you, you had about a thousand people in a, in a concert hall trying to all come to yeah yeah okay. <laughs> i just um, i'll backtrack a moment there uh, all, all trying to get this to this level of excitement um, <laughs> the, the feeling of without everything else without the sex i see sure yes um, and it's just how, how you meditate and use your apparently spinal fluid and all this stuff. I'm sure people that have read it will um, read anything about it will 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 know. Um, but yeah, there was a couple of people, couple of ladies in the audience who were obviously well versed at this. Oh, but they've been quite vocal in their um... quite vocal. Though, okay, yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Oh, God. That's so funny. I love it so much. He, he does these um, like four or five day conferences and i've always been intrigued to go and go to one of those because they measure your aura at the beginning of the five days and they measure your aura at the end of the five days um and essentially basically they use you as an experiment to check the power of uh, of meditation and how, how they can um, change things but they've also got all these like amazing scientific equipment um, which they stick in the room and they can literally measure the energy in the room so um so, for example, you, well, you know, from speaking, when you've got a room which is really buzzing, you, you feel it, mm-hmm. um, and that's actually a measurable thing you can you can measure. So they've got in- instruments that you can measure the kind of electromagnetic fields that are going on. Um, similarly, when you feel a room go dead, um, you literally just people shutting down because they're either not into it or whatever. Um, which we, we try, hopefully try to avoid whenever we're speaking when it happens again you can measure it so you know, on those five days they, they measure the room so they can see what's going on when he's doing certain experiments and chat you know certain guided meditations and um and every now and again well this is from what um people were saying when we we're chatting to them is that some of the researchers at the back will say you know are we losing we're losing the energy in the room let's yeah you know, any changes changes up what he's doing Ah, so yeah. but, hang on. Do they did they tell him that privately, or is that a public thing? I don't know. I wasn't there. That, that was like. Oh, a, I see. A, a, right. A, yeah. I suppose if you think about what they do as um, a sales process, they have like their free event. He, he spoke at um, the Blue Cow Summit years ago. And oh yeah. After that we went off to a two day thing in Munich, three day thing, and then they have this. Um, you know, because they have people going around the world following him and, and kind of practicing meditation and. Um, similar to like Dr. John Martini, kind of in that similar world. They're both except, except is his hair better than Dr. John Martini's Because I can't deal with his hair. It's, it's like you can't be better. that successful and that amazing at what you do and yeah. then carry that haircut. I'm sorry. I've just instantly been successful for you. Yeah, good. Excellent. Right. Anyway, okay. shall we move on to a game of episode roulette? We should. I'm, I'm poised and ready for roulette once you two have stopped rambling on. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Anyway, just as a, a quick recap for you guys, 
Uh, I'm going to scroll through all of our previous episodes of Property Jam. Um, you shout stop at any point, and whatever episode I stop on, uh, you just give us your human view on that particular topic. So I am um, human view. Your view. <laughs> As a human being. Are you a human guy? Are you? We shall see. <laughs> okay, so I am scrolling. Stay stop whenever you want. I stop, yeah. Oh, okay. So we are episode 31, Pressure. Ooh. Yeah, how, how do you deal with it? Oh, right. I get it now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yoga. yoga. Religious, religious yoga. Um, it has to be at least once a week. Thursday evening, uh, preferably hot, um, is definitely the best tool for that. Oh, is it? So do you mean like um, like Bikram yoga, that kind of vibe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bikram's a bit controversial these days, but yeah, um, but yeah hot hot yoga. You know, anything from forty five minutes to an hour and a half. Um, but you have very much, very much focusing on my breath. Um, you know, the movement is there to kind of like serve the breath, and and um, that's really a way that I'm able to like reground and reset on my mind and my body and with everything else that's going on and just deal with the pressure and be like, actually, it's not really a big deal. And it gives you thinking time. And uh, yeah. Love it. Good, 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 good. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of uh, Bikram yoga myself or hot yoga. Okay, so I am scrolling again. Stop. Oh, episode 15, is your family invested? So do you, does your family support what you do? Do they work with you or are you hidden yeah. from them? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they're super supportive. Uh, you know, all the time, I, my parents are great. You know, they, they say we're so proud of you and kind of oh. what you're doing, and, um, which is great. And it's great to kind of have that support. Um, you know, I was, I was lucky, like both my both, you know, my, my parents have always been very supportive of me and all, all, always kind of like promoted to me to be like an independent free thinker and, and, um, and uh, uh, you know, be entrepreneurial. Uh, and I've got, you know, I've got two amazing parents and kind of two amazing set parents, um, you know, who've been in my life for a long time and, uh, yeah, very, very fortunate. Oh, that's lovely. That's really cool. It makes a difference, doesn't it? Because you hear the stories of, of a lot of investors whose family... I don't know they they just don't get it or they choose not to ask or they find it a bit scary on their behalf because it just sounds risky and it doesn't sound like that you've got that at all no I think in the beginning they're like oh you sure it's okay and they, they try and they say oh watch out for this watch out for the pitfalls as any protective parent would do and then I think there becomes a tipping point where you can turn around and now and you be and then you can say you can come from a point of authority rather than and and or or more a point of, of equal you know equality rather let, let, let me change that I don't think authority is right I think authority in your own person rather than needing to be kind of like uh, you know sub or or, or yes to to, to to anyone else so I think now it's very much an, an equal place with, with my with my family which is which is how it should be lovely yeah great really let's oh, go um, got time for one more um quick fire 
One more quick fire. Okay, so I am scrolling again, Guy. Stop. Oh, I love it. Right off the bat. Oh, episode number nine, getting the deals. Yeah, how do you get the deals? How do you get the deals? Um, the big thing is performing when you... So so agreeing a deal is, is the easy part. Agreeing a deal with an agent, with a vendor, with a developer, whoever it might be, is, is the easy part. The, the, the key thing is, is performing for them. Um, and then what that means is once you do the deal, that you're the you're the person on speed dial. You're the person who they pick up the phone to next time. You're, you're the one who performed for them. You got it done. You did what you said you were going to do. You didn't mess them around. You didn't chip the price, and um, and they pick up the phone to you next time, and you do the same thing again. Yeah. So I think that's that's how it is. Is just doing what you're saying you're going to do, performing, and just being an all round good good person in business that everyone good wants human. to work with. Good yeah. human. Good, good yeah. property jammer. And on that very positive note, um, I'd just like to say thank you very much, Guy, for joining us today. Um, and so if people want to connect with you, how can they do do that? Um, so I guess you've got the old LinkedIn, just Guy Horn HSPG. And then I'm on Instagram at Guy Alexander James, Alexander James in my middle names. Um, and then, yeah, check us out online, website hspg.co.uk. Always happy to answer a question or two. Brilliant. Really? Thanks, Thanks again, Guy. Um, that would be a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more. On Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at Property Jam Podcast at Outlook.com. See, See you on the next, next episode. episode.